Hey, welcome to Build Your Team. Today, my guest is my personal coach, Amara Umaraji, and she is the founder and president of Amara Reps. And believe me, when I tell you, this woman is sharp. She is. She impresses me. She blows me away literally every time I chat with her. And today on today's show, is no different. Amara is going to break down some really, really great stuff for us in terms of building our team and managing our team. Now, as always, we are brought to you by Client Attraction Pros. If you're ready to become a thought leader in your industry, if you're tired of people saying, I don't know who you are, you need credibility in your industry, contact Client Attraction Pros because we can help you become the thought leader that your industry needs you to be. Amara, welcome to Build Your Team. I'm super stoked to be here. This is such a cool topic. I'm glad you are tackling this. This is really uh, well, great. Well, thank you. Now, before we, we jump in, uh, and why don't you tell us, give us a little bit of a background as to who you are and heck, even how you became my coach. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Amara Reggie. I um, run a, you know, decent sized agency here in Long Beach, California. Being um, modest. <laughs> it's, you know, depends on who you are. Some would say it's big, some would say it's small. I'd say it's pretty small, but that's, I guess it's relative. And my role, we've pivoted and or grown into becoming a new look called growth agency. However, mm -hmm. we're focused on marketing and sales ops, first okay. and foremost, right? Yep. I've been in market, I've been in sales since I was 19 at Toyota on the line, selling cars. Oh, um, man. <laughs> it was rough, but I'm so glad I got a sales foundation before I got a marketing foundation. Because yeah. um, it yeah, makes sure. marketing that much easier. And then I went into marketing shortly after. I've worked for several agencies, managing tens, 50, 50 clients at a time. Wow. Um, you know, back when social media was just MySpace <laughs> and Facebook <laughs> before they had business pages and doing media buying for major, major brands and things like that. At the time, doing social media, you know, enterprise social media analytics for companies like Cheap Face Cosmetics, so you see at Sephora mm -hmm. and things like that. So... I've worked on teams, I've managed teams, I've been a project manager, program manager, and now agency owner for 14, 15 years now, which has been really, really awesome. And I've definitely had my fair share of challenges managing teams. Uh, um, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm a digital marketer certified partner. Um, I've been for a really long time. And so I became a coach for a digital marketer through being a partner for a long time. And I have always wanted to support my partner community and uh, mm -hmm. the engaged community, the market and business owners. So that's how I became a coach. They uh, had an opening and they reached out. So I'm honored the yeah. opportunity. Yeah, and I get the benefits of that. So that's absolutely, <laughs> absolutely awesome. Now, she is being modest when she says that, you know, she has this little agency in Long Beach, California, guys. Let me tell you. So my introduction to to Amara, and I don't even think she knows this, but it was um, in Austin, Texas, and we were at a conference together. And there were probably, what, two, three hundred people in that room. 
But something about the way this woman just kept walking back and forth, I was like, this woman must be super powerful. And then, <laughs> what was it? On day two, because like, I didn't know who she was. And then on day two, she hit the stage and she just laid out some stuff, some of which we will talk about today. But she just laid out some stuff about team, about building and, and operations inside of sales and marketing that just was like, whoa, just amazing. And so I was in awe since then, and then was fortunate for her to become my coach as well as part of the digital marketer community. And so Mara, now, you know, we know we have a friend in common, Jeff Hunter, and Ooh. Jeff is a regular here. And Jeff and I talk a lot about, you know, the process of hiring staff, whether that's virtual staff or in-person staff, whatever it is, we talk a lot about that process. And a lot of our listeners have that kind of question because they're, you know, new and they're, they're really trying to, to get off the ground with hiring. But we both know that that's like planning a wedding. Like yeah. you, <laughs> you can plan it all you want for the wedding day. But the marriage starts the very next day and that's the rest of your life. And there's a whole lot more work on the back end than there is on the absolute front end of just, you know, hiring someone. So I wanted to kind of start there. And my big question to you, and I'm going to kind of just launch it out there to you and you can take it wherever you want to go. Okay, so you hired someone. Now what? What do you do next? Ooh, this is a, it's a great question. So I think there's a lot of different things that happen when you hire somebody, right? Is this person an independent contractor? Is this person part-time? Are they hourly? Are they an employee that's being paid benefits? And there's something transformational about hiring your first person. I remember when I hired my first person, it's like, now what do they do, right? <laughs> Nine out of 10 times, and it's okay if this is you, I'm giving you permission to be this person. You have no processes in place. You haven't written down the things that you want them to do. They're right. pretty much just sitting next to you and shadowing you and trying to absorb and trying to just be helpful which is really a travesty for them because they want to be useful. And, you know, we make the mistake as newbie inexperienced employers of mm -hmm. not setting them up for success. So what you do and what you should actually do are two very different things. Before you hire somebody, I don't care if they're just working for two on a two hour project, be very clear on what you need them to do. Have their training outlined before they come in on their first day so that they're set up for success and can hit the ground running. Whether it's watching videos, reading material, making sure that they, you know, understand the background on the project that they're going to be working on. Even if they're still trying to gather things and get things ready, have that ready so they can start working. Carve out enough time so they're not just waiting for you in between meetings and just sitting there looking crazy, <laughs> trying to figure out what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah, that's what you should do beforehand. Be very clear on their role. And this might be yeah. your first person, so they're doing everything, which also isn't fair. Know what their limitations are and make sure you hire them for the right thing. Mm -hmm. um, Yep. And make sure you show them what success looks like. Because a lot of times, especially when you're hiring for something that you're not good at yourself, I find that a lot of business owners will say, oh, I hired this person to help be my director of marketing, but they've never actually directed a marketing campaign. Like, yikes. Exactly. So yeah. It's a yikes for sure. <laughs> yes. You're definitely setting themselves up for fail. Some, and you know what's unfortunate? Some people will rise to the challenge, the occasion, and then they'll go find a new job and have a marketing director on their resume because that's the title you gave them because yeah. you're underpaying them and over, you know, overworking them or over putting them in a position that they're not prepared for mm -hmm. in some way, shape or form. And then, um, you know, I get that all the time. I see creative director on an email and I'm like, or on a resume and I'm like, there's no way you're a creative director. Just like looking at 
like the stuff you're doing. Right. Um, and it just, it's just unfortunate. It happens way too often. So just make sure you're hiring people. Forget the titles. You're hiring them for what they're, the job they're supposed to be doing at the competency that they're supposed to be doing it and that you're clear on what they need to be doing and what success looks like. Yeah. So you said two things that uh, I want to kind of jump back into and dive into a little bit deeper. You talked about training and success, right? You said decide how to train them before you hire them. So my question there then is how, as a business owner, do we decide to train someone when we don't know what we're actually doing sometimes? <laughs> and then how do we, which getting back to that marketing director um, position we were just talking about, how do you show them success? How do you define success for them? So, you know, in that conversation, I think that you're talking about where I spoke from the state, I talked about different levels of marketers. Mm-hmm. So, and I think this is where often the misalignment happens on both sides, which is why this industry is becoming more and more untenable when it comes to hiring. You have people who know how to implement really, really well. Mm-hmm. And that's because they're taking something that's already working and just keeping it going. They're just right. doing the thing that you told them to do. They're right. not going to necessarily know how to make it better. They're not going to necessarily know how to find the problems or know what's wrong. And, and that's okay. Sometimes power implementers are power implementers for a reason um, right. until they've been given the right training on strategy. Strategy isn't something that just comes to the territory. You have to be trained. You have to be groomed. You have to understand so many different things. So knowing that you probably need to hire somebody, even if it's not a full-time person, a consultant, a coach, somebody that can come in and tell you um, where your areas of opportunity are, how to execute those and help train that person, get things back up and running so that you can use as person's implementation skills to implement at the level that you need them to. Gotcha. Gotcha. So that's a really great point. And I hope you guys caught that. So what Amara just kind of gave us there was that sometimes, you know, you may define a position and say, this is the position I want. I want to bring this person in. I'm going to go uh, write the job description, do all the different things that, that we talk about that you should do in the hiring process. Right. But in order to really set yourself up for success after they show up, you actually may need a third party's opinion on what you're doing to show you where some of your holes are, what some of your opportunities are. And as as she said as well, some of that training that you, oh, how you should even train this person and what you should expect from this person as they come in. So that's that's a really, really uh, great point. I think so many of us need to hear because so many of us don't want to spend that money on that person because we feel like, well, we'll just figure it out. Well, that leads to broken technology, leads to misuse of technology, having the wrong technology having the wrong strategy and it'll hit a plateau at some point. And so even if you can't afford to bring on a CMO or a director of marketing or marketing manager full-time, have someone that you can consult with, you know, once a quarter, five, 10 hours at a time. And there we're out there that Mm -hmm. can look things over, build your plan for you. And you guys just execute. I do that for clients all the time where they have marketing teams and it's just like, we'll help them, maybe do some things that they can't do internally, but the rest, they have their teams and and they execute. And that's totally okay. But not having a good strategy is worse than having a great person executing the same thing over and over again. I'd rather have a good strategy and then figure out how I'm going to execute it versus just having someone pushing buttons that leads to nowhere. Exactly. I learned this from Jack Welch, who 
learned it from the franchising industry that 95% of workplace failure is due to poor systems, which lead right back to your strategy, right? So yeah, completely agree there. So now, okay, so we've got somebody in, let's say we're, we're in that place now, we've hired someone. Let's talk about communicating with them, communicating what you want done. So we've done the training, okay? They've been trained, but now it's actually time to start assigning tasks and duties and communicating what you want done and then how you actually track that they're doing it and getting the results. What have you learned in your time? And I know that's a loaded question because I know the answer because we talk about it all the time. <laughs> but what have you learned in your last 15 years? Document everything, mm-hmm. even if it's the wrong thing because at least you can fix it, <laughs> start somewhere. Everybody does things a different way. Mm-hmm. And even you will do things differently the next time you go to do the same thing that you've seemingly done, quote unquote, the same way over and over and over again. So document it, because even you will screw it up or miss one tiny little step right. um, along the way. And things that seem super easy, but have a lot of steps are the things that are most likely to fail or one tiny detail goes missing and it ruins your whole campaign or something like that. So yeah. document it, just document it. Like we do webinars all the time for clients mm-hmm. and there's like 150 steps. My team has it so dialed in that they feel like it's the easiest task on earth and it's just second nature. I'm like, that's because the system is there, you guys. I remember when we first started doing webinars, we'd miss one tiny detail. It's like, oh my God, people can't register. Oh my goodness. We missed this, you know, this isn't syncing with that. So the leads aren't getting notifications or whatever the case may be, right? Right. And so it's like, we don't miss those steps anymore because it's so documented and every single tiny detail is there. So even if somebody knew how to come on board and do it, it would be done the same exact way each time. So don't underestimate how complicated or uncomplicated simple things are, or even difficult things are. Document everything, every single thing. Yes. Um, When you get your second person on board or third person, or even if it's just you and one other person doing things, have check-ins. Don't just assume someone's doing something right. Have clear milestones on completion because um, no matter how big or small the project is, because people have typos, people have little small yep. errors. And yep. even have that person check you and make sure you didn't make errors, make sure you completed all the steps. Having an extra person check things is super important. We don't let anything go out in the company. I, I don't let things go out, nobody without somebody at least just double checking to make sure that we didn't accidentally miss something. Yeah. That last part is so super important too, because we can so easily miss things. Right. And I know, you know, in the world that we, we live in, we call them playbooks and and they're, and they're audit playbooks and that type of thing. And, and yes, we audit everything before it leaves. It needs to get audited to make sure that it was correct. No matter how simple it is, because at the end of the day, what leaves us represents us. Yeah. Now, how do you communicate tasks? Uh, how do you tell someone what to do and when it's due? So we use ClickUp, our project management okay. system. And I don't want to say it doesn't matter what project management system you use, but I guess it kind of doesn't, depending on how many people you have. You know, give people a, a place where their tasks live so that they know where to find things. Be very clear on how to communicate the status of those tasks. Like, 
-hmm. Should you work on them now? Should you work on them later? What day should you start them? What day is it due? What's the priority? And so on and so forth. So you kind of have to have that figured out. If you're not a project manager, you might need to hire one, especially if we're giving somebody, you know, a bulk dump of tasks all the time. Um, you got to be able to set them up for success. You got to know how to prioritize and make sure. And, and here's the thing. When everything's a priority, nothing's a priority. And so mm, say sure that when everything's a priority, nothing's a priority. So you got to check yeah. yourself and make sure that you're not over prioritizing everything with people so that they can get things done in a timely fashion. You're giving people enough runway and lead time to get things done. Like, you know, don't plan a webinar the day before you want to have it. Plan it like two, three weeks out so you can have time to promote it. And you're just being really thoughtful about what you're promoting. Make sure you're using briefs, even with one person, because it's great to have like a single source of truth document that outlines what you're doing, why you're doing it, what your objective is of that campaign or thing that you're doing. So everybody's aligned. So like, even if you have a graphic designer and a copywriter or someone pushing the buttons in the system to get it mm -hmm. set up, everybody knows what the purpose is. So when the designer goes to design something, if it's a sale, they know how to make it look. Or if it's an announcement, they know how to make it look. Or if it's something terrible, like we're closing our doors. I don't know. They have oh, context yeah. and it isn't just content, you know, that they have to right. try to figure out, right? Same with their copywriters, same with the implementers. They have full context of what they're doing so that any decisions that they have to make are in line with the objective of whatever task you're making. It takes extra effort to make briefs. But once you start making them, you, you can re start to reuse them because there's some great foundational stuff that happens there when you communicate mm -hmm. about different types of tasks. Like we do podcasts all the time for one of our clients. And so we reuse that structure. They run a show. We reuse like our editing right. notes and the intros, the outros and all those things. And we're just, you know, changing out the things that make this podcast unique. But we spent a lot of work perfecting our briefs and optimizing them, reorganizing them so that our teams can use them um, most effectively. When communicating about projects. So let me see if I got that that clear, and, and just for for everyone else too. So you have Guru that has SOPs and processes, mm -hmm. right? And then for each project and, and task and stuff, you're creating briefs. So this tells you what to do, and this tells you why you're doing it. Mm -hmm. Am I am I tracking well, one on tells, that? One tells you how to do it, how to execute it, and the other one tells right, you. Right. What, what we're doing, process, all the background, information, copy, design direction, the objective to increase sales or whatever the case may be, you know, the purpose, like the client's requesting this for this very special occasion. It's not a public facing thing or it is a public facing thing. Just so they have all the background and know right. and that you get the best outcome, right? Right. Because that's what it's all about, is okay. making sure we get the best outcomes. Um, for our clients. And you're tracking all of that stuff inside of ClickUp. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. So let's peel the veil back a little bit and let's talk ClickUp for just a moment. Okay. Sure. Because I've had the pleasure of looking at ClickUp and full <laughs> disclosure, we, we use ClickUp. Okay. Right. As well. And I'm not even going to lie to you guys. We use ClickUp because of Amara. <laughs> Okay. Full disclosure, because we've learned so much in, in the time through our coaching that it was just like, yeah, yeah, it can really do what we're looking for. But ClickUp can be intimidating. It can. Let me, let me just say, use A lot that of features, word. a lot of features. And I always say, keep it simple. You don't have to use everything to use it properly. Just use it well. Just use the feature, use the tasks, you know, communicate, learn how to communicate on those tasks, use the statuses. Mm -hmm. 
you don't have to use every single thing in ClickUp because that gets overwhelming. And then your teams are focusing yeah. on how to use ClickUp versus doing their tasks. So be right. very direct with how you want them to use any project management system. If everybody's yeah. using it the same way, the data rolls up properly. If everybody's using it a million different ways, it becomes this whole mess. nightmare. Yes. Yeah. So if I'm a business owner and I'm at a place where I'm listening to us have this conversation and this banter back and forth here, and I'm realizing that, okay, I'm hiring people and yes, I need to work on my processes and my training and my SOPs. And, you know, I need to communicate better what they're doing and, and why they're doing it and, and how they're doing it and, and, and all of the, the information that needs to be communicated for the project and for their tasks. And then there's this ClickUp thing that exists and, you know, it can all live inside of here, but good grief, that's a lot to now think about and think through. Is there a place that they can go to get help? Yeah, I mean, we have our mastermind. It's still in beta. We're about to launch it any day now. I've said that for two months now. So just ping me and kick me in the pants and I'll totally get it done sooner rather than later. But your girl has a lot of clients to take care of. So yes, we have a lot of employees and a lot of clients. And so... But we're getting it launched. We're getting it launched. If not, we do one-on-one until the beta gets launched. But you can reach out, hello at amarareps.com, and just email me, and we'll get you in if the beta isn't launched in time and you really need help. But, yeah, we definitely help streamline a lot of that stuff for folks. And it's not just for marketing teams. You can do it for um, individual uh, stuff as well. Just right. Making sure exactly. that, yeah, making sure that you guys have a paper trail and everything. It's great because you can go back and see what happened. How did we do this project yeah. last time we did it? Start creating yeah. templates. Just make sure everybody's on the same page and like make sure everybody has enough work or making sure they don't have too much. Make sure you understand how much when you need to hire somebody because it's getting too much. It really helps you be in control of the flow versus life just happening to you and work just happening to you and trying to figure out how to get yeah. it all done. Exactly. It's a lot of work to maintain. It's a lot of work to manage, but it, it's really great. Get it sooner rather than later. Yeah, and and I couldn't agree more. And and so I'm just going to jump in and tell a personal little story here on this and why this has worked really well for me and why I wanted to introduce this to you guys, okay? And really have Amara start to talk, have this conversation, okay? Because, you know, for everybody, I think it's different. Here's what it was for us internally as we made this transition into ClickUp. It was about time tracking for us. And it was about everyone using ClickUp and having all of their tasks inside of ClickUp so that we had real visibility of how long it took them to do each thing. Uh-huh. Okay. Once we were able to get that information, we could see so many inefficiencies and efficiencies, uh-huh. right? We were able to see people who were complaining that they felt overworked because there was too much on their plate, that they really actually weren't. Oh, okay. yeah, that happened. <laughs> <laughs> right? And they were just being inefficient. And we needed to go back and change some processes, redo some retraining to be able to help them refocus their time and be more productive and feel less stress, honestly, is what it, it turned out for them. Right? And so that's what it was for us. That's what it was for us. And, and I don't know what it will be for you. And Amara, I know you've helped a ton of people because you are ClickUp. I don't want to get it wrong, your, your actual title with ClickUp. But it's, I'm a vetted uh, consultant. She, you, she's a vetted consultant with, with ClickUp. So in other words, she knows her stuff, right? And so I know you've seen a lot of different agencies, a lot of different companies um, that have implemented ClickUp and had different results that were really great for them. And that's one of the beauties here is 
it's such a robust tool that it will solve the problem that you're having with managing your team. Would you agree with that, Amara? Yeah, I mean, if you use it properly, yes. I mean, the thing about SaaS is that they make a lot of promises and they don't really teach you how to use it properly. So that's where the huge disconnect is. If you don't know anything about project management or how to get to the end result, you can get lost in it. So I don't want you to like start click up and think, well, it should solve my problems. What the heck is wrong here? It's not, it's not even that. It's like, like Atiba said, time tracking is huge. And I've heard people say on stages, oh, you don't need a time track. Oh, you don't need to be doing hourly estimates. It's like, what? Like the only thing you can tra- track in our world is time. The only way that you can determine efficiency and inefficiency is time. I've heard certified yeah. project managers say they don't do time estimates. And I'm like, how do you establish workload? Number of tasks? That's not even relative or relevant right. or anything, right? And so he's absolutely right. Time tracking is the great equalizer for everything. You know, once you become more efficient, your estimates don't change. You continue to allow for a certain amount of time for things, but you know, when you realize you can get more done with less people, that's when you become more profitable. Exactly. And y'all hear that? More <laughs> profitable. And if you're not in this to become more profitable, well, that's a whole nother issue. Yeah. Absolutely. So before we go, I want to go back to your mastermind that you're launching. Mm-hmm. And so in this mastermind, if you could give us a 30 seconds as to who it's for, sure. what they're going to learn and what the result is going to be coming out of it. Sure. So I'd say when I used to work in my old agencies, I worked with several project managers senior project managers working on major, major hundreds of thousand dollar projects. And it was weird to me that so many of them project managed differently within the same company mm. and yet worked with the same teams. Some liked spreadsheets, some liked Basecamp, some liked this, some like that. It was just bizarre. And so I, I adopted Basecamp because that's just, I was like technology, let's use it, you know? And then when I worked at another agency after that, same thing, just no, they didn't teach me how they manage projects. I was just managing them my way. And then all the creatives had to kind of follow suit. And so when I started my own agency, you know, we used our project management system our, our way, but forever I was like, okay, well, maybe I'm just not doing project management, right? So I did certifications, got additional training. Kind of find out nobody's really has a standardized way of integrating right. project management with technology. And that's super important because it's one thing to have theory and how you should do it. And then it's another to actually use some technology and try to implement it with technology and get the reporting that you need and so on and so forth. So when we went to go switch systems, because we were using teamwork at the time, my issue with it was that all this stuff was disconnected. So we would time track, but like you couldn't use the tracking information for billing. It was just insane. Right. right? And so when we went on a quest to find our new project management system, I realized it wasn't the project management system that was the problem. It was that marketing in and of itself didn't have methodology, any kind of solid methodology. And so we ended up coming up with our own methodology that our whole team would utilize. And so instead of hiring a project manager and having them project manage their way, and then the team has to deal with this person's way of managing projects. No, our team manages projects the exact way. Our new project manager is going to come into our system, learn our system and manage the way our system works because it all rolls up to how our stakeholders can look at that data when we need to hire people, right? who's being most efficient, how do we bonus people based on that efficiency, et cetera, et cetera, right? And so the mastermind teaches that methodology first and foremost. That's what we do in our first gotcha. session. 
is implement a methodology that your leadership teams, your project managers, and implementation people can utilize. Next, we go into proper project planning, templating, setting up your systems, and stuff like that. Then we get into onboarding your team, how to get your team onboarded and using it. And it's very quick. It takes 15 minutes to train them. It's mm-hmm. like that by design so that you're not teaching them technology. You're teaching them more about how to communicate within their tasks and on projects. Right. Next, we get into some automation and reporting. And then next, we do integrations and stuff like that. Managing your billing cycles, making sure that your billing aligns with your time tracking. If you have billing, if you're not a, an agency, that might not matter. Although you still want to have a budget for your marketing team. Um, how much you're right. spending on their efforts, how much time you're spending on their efforts, what those efforts yield as far as ROI versus how much you're investing in them. It's so important to have that information. So I encourage marketing teams to still use that information to analyze in a more drilled down fashion what they're doing and how efficient their efforts are. Fantastic. Yes. Oh now, yeah. And then we're doing say it again. Go ahead. Oh no, we and then we're doing a biweekly like additional training. So I'm going to do some on hiring, but not just like how to hire, but like how to organize talent, how to interview based on how you're organizing the talent Mm -hmm. structures, having a review system in place, Mm -hmm. uh, compensation and bonus structure, project planning. I even believe certain projects may be managed differently than others. So really drilling down into how to manage web development, how to manage content, how to manage media buying, how to manage sales enablement type projects. So we're going to get into that stuff. And then wow. hopefully in the fall, we'll have a certification for project managers so they can come in and learn and stay on top of best project management best practices. So I hope you guys see why I started this entire conversation with, <laughs> okay, so I hired someone, now what? Because Amara knows now what? Yeah. Did y'all catch that? <laughs> y'all caught all of that? I mean, she went all the way through to bonus structure, guys. Okay, all the way to bonus structure. So really, I hired someone. Now what? Now what? Do Amara's mastermind. Yeah. And I know it sounds like she's talking a lot about marketing teams, and and she is, but the methodologies and stuff that she's teaching can be used in any business, in any situation. Might just like tweak here, swipe, like tweak there. But the foundation of what you're going to learn can be used in your business. And as we said earlier, sometimes that's what you need first. Sometimes you need that coach first who can actually point out some things to you and lay a roadmap for you so that when you get those first people in, they actually have a track to run on and in order to be successful. Amara, I I, I can't thank you enough for being here. You know, we can keep going, but we, we've got to stop at some point, I know, <laughs> right? So maybe we'll have you back and, and do some more. And honestly, I'd love to get you even two. I didn't tell her this guy, so I'm putting on camera to get her to say yes to this one. Okay, watch this hook, guys. I'd love to even get you on some of my other channels where we actually talk more about marketing and defining your audience. I think we can have a lot of fun talking there too. Absolutely. So love to get you over there too. Absolutely, do it. <laughs> But Amara, again, thank you for being here. Before you go, do me a favor. Let everybody know how to reach you and how to get more information on your mastermind. That's going to be, and honestly, guys, by the time you're watching this video, the mastermind will be live. I know Amara, it will be live. So how did I get in contact with you? 
you can go ahead and reach out at um, hello, H-E-L-L-O, at amarareps.com for now. It will be on the website soon at amarareps.com. But yeah, it'll definitely be on the website soon. But um, for now, you can just shoot me an email and uh, or connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, happy to answer any LinkedIn messages as well. Any questions or anything like that. Awesome. And guys, as always, we'll put the link to her LinkedIn and that email address in the description down below. So make sure you get that and sign up for her. I'm telling you, this is my coach. So I'm <laughs> telling you, I know what you're about to get. It's about to be some good stuff. All right. All right, everybody, Amara, thank you for being here. And you're we'll welcome. see you next time. All right. Bye, Bye. y'all. Thanks for having me.